Hello, and welcome to the Gaming Fix podcast on June 18th, 2022, episode 227. I am your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. The Wet Gamer, a.k.a. your favorite Destiny 2 NPC. I'm joined today by Pat. Destiny, my favorite... Well, I mean, there's... Uh, I don't know the answer to that question. That's that's a rough one. Like you got the drifter, like, you got the stranger, well, you got no. The drifter's a dirtbag. He's <laughs> that's he's, why he's great. He's, he's he's a scumbag. No, I get it, but he's not my favorite. I don't hate him, but, but I, you know what? I think it's Soraya Hawthorne. That's okay, who, she, no Soraya. No, is that Hawk. yeah yeah Soraya Hawthorne? Yeah, that's yeah. her name. That's her name. It's yeah. close to Hawkthorne because she's got a hawk. Well. Right? And there's that she the Amanda one? Holiday. I mix mm-hmm. her and Amanda Holiday up because they're the two like not mm-hmm. guardian yep. NPCs that you talk to. I think they're both cool, but I like I like Hawthorne more. Um Holiday. I like good. Marasov too. Yeah, Mar- Marasov. Uh, I need to figure out what the fuck she's been doing. Uh she's in I, later I, on in no sure? I guess it's a minor spoiler, but I guess she's in the Witch Queen story. Yeah, I mean on. that makes sense. She's referenced at the start. We'll, we'll you know yeah, get yeah. deeper into that, but yeah, I'm a fan. Of, you know, I like Eris Morn. Uh, she's like so she's... so like so yeah. spooky and like oh, this lady. What is this? What is this lady's deal? Uh, and you know, sure, she was like stuck on the moon for. I don't know how long years or something and then had to cut the eyes out uh, and then stick them in her face of like a hive and she's got three eyes and her face is like constantly bleeding gross stuff you know it's she's had a rough time of things yeah and uh, I respect her but yeah sure. yeah the it, mm, mm? The, <laughs> I don't know how present for the discourse you were of people talking about Marasov being Destiny's only waifu. And then I saw a contingent on Twitter of people who were like, what about Eris Morn? (laughs) (laughs) It was Uh, was a funny rabbit hole. uh, She's not a waifu, though. She's more like a, your son calls me mommy. Uh, I suppose. I don't really have an opinion. uh, She is is more the, the dom than... I, you know, not that waifus can't be doms, I guess, but she's not a waifu. I mean, but Marasov is kind of the same. She's also pretty. if if there were if she's there bad. were if there were a waifu, it would be Anna Bray, who was in the the Rasputin, the deep the mm-hmm. the Warmind DLC, uh, like the first DLC for Destiny, not the first. Eh. She was in a DLC for Destiny Two. But I mean, it's not like you could play that anymore. So no, yeah, no, it is gone. Uh, but she would be one. Wouldn't she's not really currently in a DLC for Destiny Two. She was, uh, but yeah, I, she would be. You know, if we're, t- if we're talking attractive Destiny Two characters. Uh, that would be. She would yeah. be the one. Uh, the, the only. I mean, they're all attractive. Human. They don't. The only human bray <laughs> that I am aware of. Uh, Destiny Two is all of the. I mean, I guess like the spiders not attractive. So. You know, well, speak for but yourself. They even, buddy. Made, they even made the robots kind of sexy. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I noticed. Uh, so, in we're, Beyond we're, Light, there's a sexy lady robot. We're we're talking about uh, Destiny Two today, so deal with it 
listeners. It happens. <laughs> I, this is the content you came for, I'm sure. In Beyond Light, the stranger, uh, who was also appeared in Destiny 1, does just have, like, very prominent oh, boobage. Yes, she's 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 a sexy robot, and we and like I remember at the time, my friends and I were like, "Man, did what is the?" She was like built, and she was built. She was like one of the first EXOs mm-hmm. built. Yeah, her whole deal. She was built by like the guy who invented them. Yeah, it's like her grandfather, she's a horn dog. That's a weird. That, that's her grandfather. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. <laughs> Yeah, no, she's, she's also got to be kind of horny if he made. She's got a custom body, uh, one of a kind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Mm. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a weird, uh, it's a weird rabbit hole to go down. Yeah, that's a weird thought experiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna put big booby, big booby modules on this <laughs> this robot that I'm making. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that mm-hmm. big milker modules. Uh, <laughs> I and I came to this point. I need to tell the story before we actually talk about Destiny, which I'm having a lot of fun with. Uh, but I got to this point because two weeks ago, I uh, was like kind of starting to feel the loot and shoot drive. I was like kind of playing a lot of different, like lots of different stuff. Everybody knows if they listen to the podcast, like not really. I was and I was getting ready to kind of settle in and be like, nah, I want to play like one or two More games Tarkov. for a couple months. <laughs> well, I mean, that's potential. That's going to be folded in here, too, because yeah. it's going to be a wipe pretty soon. But um, I, the cycle is like, talked about it. It's fun. It's fine. I think it's it's good if you want a Tarkov light, but I got what I got my fill of it yeah. after like five or six hours um, and uh, was getting ready to, to like play one thing for a while. And I saw the trailer for the new Outriders expansion mm-hmm. and was looking at like some of the free stuff they did. And I was like, yeah, maybe I'll play some Outriders. So I saw that. And I was like, yeah, maybe I'll play some Warframe because I have a friend who's really into Warframe and I like Warframe. And I tried playing a mission in Warframe and I didn't do any damage to anything. <laughs> and that is like but- the game that Warframe is because the point is I'm supposed to then go, okay, so it's Corvus and it's primarily these guys. So I need to bring a gun, this gun, and this frame modded with this, this, and this. Like, that's the game. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't want to fucking do this. I don't, I, <laughs> I don't, I, I, I like playing Warframe. It's a great game. I think it's really well designed. But I, I was like, I don't have, the part of my, the reason I want to do loot and shoot is because I don't want to have to, like, think super deeply. Yeah. I want to, th- I want to be engaged, and I want it to be challenging, but I don't want to have to think deeply i want it to be like a souls game where Mm -hmm. there's deep systems and i have to make choices about my character to to get it set up and then once i've made those choices i don't have to keep i just follow that path that i've kind of chosen for myself yeah um and and warframe is more like it's asking you to to solve the puzzle of each mission when you get to the level of it that i'm at which is i've finished like 90 percent of the the like original missions in warframe um and so anyway then i tried outriders and i had a lot of fun playing outriders i think that the the stuff they tweaked over time made that game like it is a super competent looter shooter diablo gears of war kind of game um and and i think that new expansion looks good and if you see it on sale totally worth the pickup i would not want to spend the kind of 
full price money that that game costs. But it's on uh, Game Pass if you're on Game Pass. Is it still, okay. uh, I think so. Uh, it Bye. was a, when it came out. I know, or it was shortly after it came out, or something. But, that was that uh, was anyway, like kind game. of a whole thing where like they weren't getting compensated yeah. for sales and like game yeah. game pass numbers were weird. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, I spent a couple hours on that, had a lot of fun, and then my friends started talking about Destiny again, and I was pissed. I was like, <laughs> "Fuck you guys! I'm not doing this again. I'm not going to get footballed again." For uh, could you enlighten our listeners to what you mean? Oh yeah, I mean we had I had a group of and they're people that I really love playing games with, so I'm kind of being I'm just I'm picking on them mm-hmm. a little bit, but it's not like serious. But it's it's uh we all got in on Destiny. I quit playing Destiny after Shadowkeep because or during Shadowkeep because I thought Shadowkeep fucking sucked. And I did not it was I bounced on it when you got the fetch qu- early, when you got the fetch quest mm-hmm. to get the armor. I was like, This is stupid. I don't want to do this. Um, and I didn't have anybody to play. I had like two friends to play with, but that was pre dungeon. So there just wasn't very engaging yeah. content to do as a three person group nightfalls, I guess. But anyway, I stopped and I had, I became a total destiny hater for like, uh, whatever year and a half. Yep. And then beyond light came out and all these friends convinced me and I was like, Oh, maybe I could finally do raids. And we all got into it. And I didn't think beyond light was that good, but it was enough. And, and the post, campaign stuff in it is pretty good um so we were and the seasonal stuff that was out at that time was pretty okay so i was like yeah hell yeah i'm back in and then we attempted a raid one time and everybody got big mad at the sparrow jumping puzzle at the beginning <laughs> and then when they found out when they found out that that was like the entrance the first, to the raid <laughs> yeah it wasn't even really in the raid and then the first encounter we wiped on like probably 30 times mm-hmm. and people were so frustrated and then it just fell apart. Nobody wanted to do it again. I... And I was like, this is the game. What mm-hmm. do you... Yeah. This is it. This that, is this what we're is, here that, for. This is the experience. And, 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 and people just kind of bailed. And I was like, man. And I it was never a problem with the game. It was just like... Yeah. It sucks. Mm-hmm. And so when Witch Queen came out, a couple of them were playing, and I was like, you're not fucking getting me, because you're, you we're not going to do the, the hard stuff, and I don't want to just play it, because the campaign mm-hmm. is, like, pretty mind-numbing otherwise. And I find the story entertaining in Destiny, even though it's a mess all the time. It's and but, that, but that's why it's entertaining. Yes, but I was just reading, like... I was just watching YouTube videos when I wanted a hit of destiny story. <laughs> like it was not, I was yeah. not interested in actually like playing it because I knew I'd get disappointed. That's the so way, anyway, that's the worst way to get the story. <laughs> anyway, like five people got into it and, and, and in this group and we're like, we're here. And it was people from before that I know would be good at rating if they committed to it, yeah. but they bounced, but now they know what they're in for and they're saying they want to do it. And at first I was like, you're not fucking getting me. I missed the Steam sale. I'm not going to buy it because I'm not paying full price for this stuff. But it's expensive to get back into Destiny 2 right now. Well, and it's expensive because you want that 30th anniversary pack because it has a dungeon in it, Mm -hmm. which is the my favorite shit in that game is the dungeons, even Mm -hmm. more than the raids, because you can do them with three people. Yeah. And it has Gallarhorn in it, Mm -hmm. which is good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um. And you, and so you want that, and you want the deluxe edition of Witch Queen because you need the dungeon pass that and comes with the deluxe yep, edition. That that's how you get the, the seasons, and that, yeah, yeah it's, it's the whole it's thing. It's fucking yeah. stupid. It's so 
it's so i mean destiny is like the most anti-consumer indie game it's not indie anymore now or it won't be as of this fall mm-hmm. but for the window like, that they also planned all that stuff wasn't created as an indie game and blah 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 but yeah no but still you know what i <laughs> yeah, mean like, yeah like Bungie, independent Bungie independent is like publisher yeah i love i i fucking love Bungie's games but and i think the design the people that make the games are really good but god damn they are just like uh-huh. totally they, the, I the feel economics like they, of yes basically i feel like the people in Bungie's like product development or wherever they're setting the they're deciding how that stuff's going to work out business-wise are like ha 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 these fucking idiots will do whatever we want <laughs> make them pay 110 dollars a year to play our <laughs> video game yeah and it's like jesus christ man and and it's not even i mean i'm sure it's hard to make destiny i'm not taking away that like you know people deserve to to be compensated well for this game that is very fun to play but it it doesn't it's not they've also been the game's been getting more expensive as they've shedded like big name talent like yeah. gina torres doesn't play ikora anymore as of this expansion hmm. like they keep they keep moving away from like triple a production value which is fine i, I don't have a yeah. problem with that yeah but charging more money it's mm-hmm. <laughs> just like what the it, fuck and and removing content that you paid for yeah the uh, for those who don't know the original destiny 2 campaign and first couple dlcs up to forsaken have yeah. been like story-wise all those things have been removed and a lot of those maps have also been removed well what yeah they're and they they talk about how like maybe they'll come back someday they will never come back they are gone forever you will no, never they brought ever the, play i think the edz was vaulted and came back yeah but they they didn't bring the red war the story no back. no yeah no the campaigns are gone never, they will, yeah, the campaigns the camp- will never come back yeah i i and which you know I, there's it's arguable how much of value was lost for a lot of that stuff but people really like the forsaken campaign and I mean, you paid for the Forsaken campaign like two years ago, if you were playing, or three years ago. Like, it's not that old. <laughs> it's not like I, they're 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 vaulting. It's mm-hmm. not like when World of Warcraft Cataclysm came out, and it's like, oh, the whole world changed. All these quests are gone. That was stuff that had been around for like eight years at that point. So it was kind of like, look, the world needs to be refreshed. We need to yeah. we need to we need to like do something here. With Destiny, it's like the argument is that the game's file size was too big, which is like then figure out a way to make it more manageable. <laughs> Don't remove stuff from it. Make a content manager. I mean, look, I do iRacing. There's a whole content manager for iRacing. iRacing has like 60 gigabytes of content, which isn't that much compared to Destiny, but still. And I just download it all because I'm a freak. But, like, <laughs> you can pick and choose, like, well, I only drive 10 gigabytes worth of stuff, so I'm just going to get that yeah. stuff. Just for Destiny, just, you know, <laughs> let me say Could I want I Earth. just not install the Crucible or Gambit or something if you don't want to engage yeah. with that? Uh, and exactly. you know, that's, that's yeah. a small part of the game. Like, there, there's a lot of large maps and uh, I just, models. And, I think, you know, there's... I, 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 I am hesitant to backseat develop on this issue. <laughs> I guess so, but like at the end of the day, I don't like to backseat develop, and course, I don't think yeah. I have a solution to the problem really, but it is bad to take content out that people paid for yes, a yeah. couple of years ago. Absolutely. And 
make it go away forever. Mm-hmm. That is like they basically what Destiny does is it is the the absolute perfect example of what is wrong with service games in my opinion and mm. why service games are like a very dangerous have very like strong potential to basically just ruin video games for me anyway i know not for everybody a lot of people love this stuff they don't care about the vaulting whatever fine but uh at the same time there's just like i one of my least favorite genres over time has become cooperative first-person shooters. I fucking love playing Destiny, mm-hmm. and it is a cooperative first-person shooter. I mean, it just it's yeah. it feels so good to play. The weapon design is so good. Yep. It, it's it's just the fact of I I I will shit on their business decisions up and down. This new expansion may be my favorite one yet for for Destiny Two. It, like, it, it is it's pretty good. good. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, for many reasons. Uh, so I am also playing. Uh, I picked it up because you picked it up. And I was like, oh, well, here. Oh, well, here it goes. Uh, and I found out. I found it for half off was the thing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And now that they're getting. I found it for half off from, you know, websites that have a little lock and shield on them. And when you look at them in Firefox and that say 100% secure and super valid and all that stuff but who knows if sites like cd keys are doing some fuck shit stuff at the same time now that bungie has fucking sony money i'm not as uh, kind of like if you're you're asking me to pay 110 dollars for this thing and you've got sony money now i, just, I yeah. will buy it on cd it's, keys yeah. um it's, it's and a whole uh, thing. so i got for half off and and Half off was still fifty five fucking dollars to buy the version of it that I wanted, and I've but, had to pick up Beyond Light because I didn't have that. So I was yeah, brutal. And like that, that wasn't uh, too expensive, but it, you know, uh, even you know, add that on top, and it is Witch Queen does something that I feel like was kind of present in the was it present in the red war they give you the option right off the bat and they ask you do you want to play the legendary mode of this which is going to be way harder Mm -hmm. and give you you'll end up at the if you beat all the missions on legendary you'll get better gear you can change it to classic mode or you know normal at any time uh, or you can just you know start from classic and i was like you know what give me legendary let's see what it is let's let's see how it goes because I just, I was, I first intentionally played through Beyond Light so I could see that story and go through that and level up a bit. And that, that was fine. Uh, nothing special. It was, I did it just to get the stasis powers uh, that came with that. And now I am three missions into the Beyond, uh, the Witch Queen campaign on Legendary. And holy shit. It is yes. a, it is brutal. It is so damn hard. It fucking rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I think it rules so much because the thing that made me mad when people stopped playing last time out is like, I really like playing Destiny. I really like shooting the guns. Mm-hmm. I really like throwing a grenade at myself to pop off risk runner mm-hmm. and start like never having to reload that stuff whips mm-hmm. the base campaigns 
are like on normal difficulty, it's trivial. Mindless. It's, yes. There's there's zero challenge whatsoever. And you know, I we were talking with Sam about it. I I can see the argument that like that's subjective and yeah. for some people like Sam was saying he would really like a story mode where there's no dying basically. I think that's mm-hmm. fine. I don't I don't have anything against that. As always, I'm always supportive of more difficulty options, but for me the normal difficulty is fucking brainless and I can't it's like I don't have fun really yeah. doing it. It's one thing when it's like gambit or something when there's when I'm competing yeah. um but base <laughs> excuse me campaign stuff not fun for me. So it was like I played it because I needed to to get the light, but it becomes this like unless I can at bare minimum get somebody to do nightfalls with me, yeah, it's not fun for me to to just grind up and then not having to do this legendary difficulty stuff totally solves that because it means that the campaign actually requires you to think about how you play because it is really fucking hard. Yep, uh, it I is had, harder. So it I had a boss it doesn't fight. scale. It does. It does scale. Uh, Not for a number of people. It, it. What I was reading is it does scale for a number of people, and it changes oh. the amount of enemies present. Basically. Uh, oh. Yeah. I so, read an. I read an article that said it does not scale at all. I mean, I'll have to look. <laughs> for a number of people. Uh, so I don't know. I believe you. Either one of those things can be true. It's so hard to find like concrete answers to destiny yeah. questions. Yeah. But it's possible that it does scale. Um, it's definitely possible to do it with each number of people but it's hard no matter what so uh uh yeah uh i so i finished the third mission uh just before this podcast and i had multiple moments where i'm like what the fuck this is just messed up this room sucks yeah. uh and it so it was very very hard and i was like okay i, I beat it yes awesome and then I got to the boss of this third mission. I died over a hundred times on this room. Oh yeah, it's brutal. It it was just absolute shenanigans. Uh, the other up until that point, I had died a couple of times on a section, but nothing too awful. It was like okay, I found the safe spots. I you know work my way around, figure out what loadout works, all that stuff. Perfectly fine. I really had to try different loadouts, different abilities, different all sorts of different stuff to make this third uh, mission go down, and it was it was brutal. But when I finally did it, I was like, "Oh my god, yes, that's great!" It wasn't I wasn't like squeaking it out by the skin of my teeth or anything. Like I had room to breathe yeah. and was able to get it done, and that felt really good when I was able to finally do that. Yeah. It's, uh, it is a, I haven't done any of them completely by myself, but I have done certain encounters that were, uh, really, really hard and managed to get through them on my own. And I was like, holy shit, that felt so good. Uh, apparently legendary difficulty, difficulty broadly scales to your fire team, meaning soul players have a decent chance. Uh, but Bungie says it isn't one-to-one with the example of boss health being, not being three times as high as it would be against a solo run. So uh, in that case, if you read that, I'm sure that's the actual answer. If it includes a quote from Bungie. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, it is super uh, nice that they put in something more difficult. And they've been. Well, when I was last playing like two years ago, one of the things they were running into was people saying, like, there's not enough content. Like, there's nothing. Nothing's difficult enough. 
So they exactly, started putting yeah. in more difficult content, uh, like Grandmaster Nightfalls. And... But they kept putting in difficult content that you needed other people for, So yes. which is cool, too. Yes. That's core to the game, and they should do that, too. But you need to put in content that's hard for me to do by myself, also. Yes. Uh, and the way Witch Queen is designed is it's the missions are actually much more akin to dungeons um it's it feels like from the game like yes and well, you're getting you're they're like set up with checkpoints before encounters and you can put down a rally banner to fill up all your abilities and then yes, you can, that part they are and then you get chests after each encounter and stuff like that they're kind of they're like not as puzzly but yeah 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 um what's cool is that the strikes also i've i've now done just from doing vanguard playlists um I've done both of the strikes from it uh, out of sync with the campaign, but still. Mm -hmm. Um, And the strikes actually have like little bits of puzzly stuff in them too Mm. now. Yeah, they they introduced some stuff like Forsaken. I feel like it, the the strikes in Forsaken even are just, you run down a corridor and shoot everything. Mostly. There's there's a few few things, but yeah. This one has, like, you know, you pick up at one point, you pick up stacks of darkness, and you have to stand by lights to mm-hmm. clear them and stuff. Mm-hmm. It felt much more like the kind of stuff you do in dungeons. Yeah. Not all the way there, but it was pretty cool. It's weird that it's taken them so long to incorporate that stuff into, like, the yeah, base, yeah. like, you know, the the campaigns and the regular non... Cause, like. But at least with Destiny One, I'm not sure how it has been with Destiny Two. But with Destiny One, my understanding is the raid team and like the rest of the teams were just completely separate. So like, no, there was no cross pollination of those ideas, which is very yeah. strange. Uh, yeah. So the difficulty of the um, those missions, I think, uh, is engaging, and I also like the fact that this campaign so far, I'm only a couple missions in. But it seems much more like it is, like, do the missions. And then the sort of patrol stuff is more side content Yes. So um, far, which at is, least, yeah. That is how I think the expansion should be structured. Mm-hmm. Because a problem I had with Shadowkeep and with Beyond Light, because Beyond Light does it too, is you spend so much fucking time running back and forth through the same areas on the map and it's, it's like very egregious why very egregious in beyond light which i just played and eventually they give you more drop points around europa but at the first you just got one like kind of in the middle and i was why do i keep having to oh my god well and, and like there's like three they don't do the same thing where they're not like you're going on a mission it's like you need to go to the yeah. fallen shanty town, and it's they want to make it feel it. more open and like. Uh, and they ask you to go back like four fucking times, yep. and the fights don't change. The same nope. spawns happen every mm-hmm, time, mm-hmm. so you have to just go through the same area of the map like over and over and over again. It sucks. Yeah, and you don't see new stuff. And then after the campaign ends, it's like, oh, actually, if you take this little side path that yeah. you didn't know about before, you get to this really cool thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, why wasn't this in the campaign? <laughs> this is a lot cooler than having to go through the same 10 fights over and over again. Like, literally, you go back to that Shantytown thing like four times yep. in the campaign. Yep. So frustrating. Yeah. Uh, so sh- uh, Witch Queen is already like, and, and honestly, Forsaken, I am not as hot on Forsaken as most people. 
Same. Because I think the it, I have a weird. I actually liked Cade Six quite a bit in the base Destiny Two, mm. and in the Year One stuff when he showed up. But Forsaken didn't really. I found him like I it, Forsaken was like the moment where I was like, oh, I get why everybody hates this guy now. Because uh, <laughs> uh, I was that opening stuff with him, I just was like, ugh. Uh, and then the that campaign prior to Witch Queen, anyway, it had its it had its moments and was kind of had the highest highs of Destiny, but it also still had walk like sparrow mm-hmm. around this map and go find these bosses to kill and that stuff sucked yeah um and so well you know don't that... don't speak too soon you haven't finished a yeah it, it's, it could it's go possible. it could have all of those things totally but uh i don't know i i'm i'm enjoying the structure of more like no this is a nine mission camp i mean it has nine i know it has nine missions which yeah. is like and each one on legendary anyway takes like forty ish minutes, and that's that's if you're not dying a hundred fucking times. <laughs> well, even if you are dying, I mean, it takes an hour. It depends, I guess. It, it, uh, it if took you're dying hundred times. It took me a while to get through, but you know, then there was like, okay, I'm gonna stop there somewhere else. But yeah, it was. But yeah, uh, I do think that they could message to you a little bit clearer how hard legendary is when they do that difficulty select, <laughs> because. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, hey, this is hard. Here's but you get some good gear for it. As someone who was coming back to Destiny after a year, I definitely was like, I didn't realize that the gear that they give you is literally the soft cap if you complete it on legendary. Yep. Uh, so I was like, oh, harder. I've always wanted it to be harder, and I still like it how hard it is. But I, <laughs> I'm I hit the first big fight with darkness Mm -hmm. the the first big darkness zone in the first mission and i was like on discord with friends and they were like why did you pick legendary and i was like because i want the heart shit and i was doing that fight and i was like oh my fucking god this is like you get like one shot what the fuck man yes and and they were like it sucks so bad and i was like no this rules but (laughs) holy shit uh and one thing that's nice too is and then they finished the dungeon they were doing mm-hmm. and popped in, just joined my fire team, and it loaded them right into the mission. Yeah. It scaled everything up, I guess, uh, and then we were good to go. So, like, yeah. it, it, I feel like they handle it as well as possible. And you can always drop them. You can't drop the difficulty mid-mission, but no. you can always just restart the mission on a lower difficulty. You don't yeah. have to start the campaign over. So um, it, I think it, it they handle having that kind of difficulty really well by letting you get your friends in right where you are. Another friend was very funny. I don't think he listens to the podcast, but he was watching. I was playing by myself. I was in Discord. There were like three of us hanging out in Discord. One person was doing something else. I was playing Destiny, and this friend was watching. He hadn't played since like Forsaken, maybe. Um, and he was like, oh, maybe I'll I'll come play. I'll come play with you. And I was like, well, you do need the expansion if you want to play Uh because I, and he's like, oh okay, and and I was like, yeah. So you know, if you want though, after I finish the expansion, if you wanted to install the free to play, I'd do like something with you there. Yeah. And and he was like, no, I'll I'll be in your mission in ten minutes because <laughs> this internet is so fast. And he just went and bought the expansion, <laughs> and and then he needed to do the first mission, so mm-hmm. I left my second mission, mm-hmm. helped him do the first mission on legendary, and then he just like 
immediately popped in to mine and it, it when we when I started it up as the fire team leader it loaded us back to my checkpoint yeah and then we were able to we didn't even have to restart the mission even though and then he got credit for completing it even mm. though he started it halfway through Weird. so okay um they handle that stuff pretty well they they kind yeah. of thank god they did the thing that I kind of always wish that they had done because I really think that they should just like they're better. This is the thing I don't really want a backseat design on, but sometimes I feel like if they just got a little less stingy about the progression when you get to a certain point, it would just be like, it's like a sort of who cares, why not? In Specifically in things like we're running into an issue right now where we have now, I think, five people wanting to play and do, we have at least four people this is when I was a bigger issue too, is when we had four people for sure wanting to do the weekly dungeon. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that means that two people have to redo it yeah. with that fourth person. And we're all good friends. Nobody's actually mad about helping each other do the dungeon. There's just um, no incentive to, like no in-game yeah. incentive to redo it. The incentive is just not there, yeah. And and so I wonder if if it would be better for things like, and so like the legendary campaign difficulty doesn't have those problems they managed to like make it work um i mean i guess there's not really an incentive to replay the legendary missions but there at least you might can, like, be like bounty things afterwards but um, maybe. but either way yeah at least they make it very easy to get to catch people up and stuff mm-hmm. uh and i kind of wonder if like they were it might be might make the game feel even better if it was like well you get a pinnacle drop for doing it each week and then you get like and maybe this is in there and I haven't seen it. There's a lot of shit in the menus. But if it's like you run it with someone who hasn't run it, maybe you don't get pinnacle gear, but you get like those things you can use to buy enhancement shards. Maybe you get like a few of those or something. Like like better rewards for doing the repeatable content with people that haven't done it yet, I think would make it yeah. more, uh, even more enjoyable and it would make it feel even better. Um and it would reduce the sting of the shitty business model stuff uh, a little more. Um, yeah. Which also, it's kind of fucked up. And again, I'm in now. I paid my 55 bucks, so mm-hmm. whatever. I don't, I'm not actually complaining because, well, I, I'm being critical. I'm not whining. But, like, there's just straight up, like, ascendant shards in the season pass. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> which there's, are what always, use. there's always. No, there like have that. been. That's not new. That's yeah. not new. Well, there's not always shit like that for for battle passes, though. Like, that's... An Ascendant Shard is a piece of an exotic weapon. I mean, there's exotic engrams in there. Mm-hmm. Like, it it is where most <coughs> games are like, oh, our battle pass is only cosmetic. Mm. It, is, it is straight up like, nah, we just have... Our battle pass is almost entirely gameplay stuff. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's in 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 Destiny too. It's so wild <laughs> to me. Uh, it's it's weird. Yeah, uh, it is very. Yeah, I didn't really think about that because uh, you know the cosmetic stuff is like usually you get like some like things like skins. Basically, you can transmog your armor to so be like, oh, that you get this season's look or whatever. And then everything else is like engrams and materials for crafting or whatever it is. So yeah, that is uh, interesting. But it 
seems to be working for him. It would be nice if there was some silver in there, like other games do, where they put the premium currency in there. So if you want, you can save up yeah. by the next battle pass with the battle pass currency. Uh, but totally, the way they're selling them is, you know, they they sell them all at once, or then you can, you know, when the DLC comes out, or you can buy them piecemeal if you're feeling like that if you're not going to stick around for the whole year or whatever but yeah i am interested to see the rest of witch queen and hopefully do some raiding this summer yeah yeah um it's uh i really would hope that my group gets to the the rating point i think between the potential to get you in there and like we just we had there were like two people one of them i think knew what they were getting into but there were a couple people that were just like not really ready to commit to like mm-hmm. multiple hours a week um yeah. getting through raids and that's really why it fell apart. And one person, I don't think he listens to the podcast. It would be funny if he did. Uh, one person, like <laughs> the uh, arguably the most, the biggest destiny head in the group, had to go to a wedding every weekend practically yeah. for like two months <laughs> while we were playing. So he played with us like one time, and then he was like, "Okay, once I get back from wedding season, it's time to raid." And we were all like we're going to be done playing by the time you get back from wedding. And sure enough, he got back from wedding season. He's like, nobody's fucking playing destiny anymore. And we were like, why did you go to weddings for two months? If you had been here, it might've made it stick, uh-huh. but he's not mm-hmm. going to, he doesn't have, I don't think he has any, he claims All his friends are no married weddings. now. So that's what he claims. I think he's lying. I think it's going to be like, he's not telling us about it. And in three weeks when we're all like ready to fucking go, he's going to be like, well, I have a wedding this weekend. <laughs> but, <laughs> What can you do? What can you do? Stop going to weddings. There, there you go. We had a whole argument. We had a whole argument. We were playing Gambit last night. and had a whole argument about this. Why I think <laughs> weddings suck. <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. fair. Well, uh, that is Destiny Two. Uh, just quick check in. Who are you playing as? What what class? What's your class? Oh, I do Titan, which mm-hmm. is kind of usually like Hunter is like made for me in a lot of ways. This is my hole in a lot of ways because, like, I like the, like, revolver sniper. Mm. Like, in Borderlands, I always played as the, the like, sniper and gunslinger class and stuff. And But for whatever reason, I played Hunter initially on PlayStation. Um, and then I can't even remember why, but I decided to play a Titan because I wanted to play an Awoken. And it felt like, to me, like, Awoken, like the Titan armor just looked better on an Awoken to me. Mm. I played an Exo Hunter. Mm. Um, and so uh, that's why I started playing Titan, and I just sort of never looked back. I like the Titan class abilities a lot, and I haven't played enough. I don't really play enough to have alts to like yeah. get each character leveled up. Now that you can merge your accounts, my PS, my PlayStation Hunter is mm. on my account, mm. so I can go play him. And I, I if I... If we actually do get to the point where all I really have is weeklies and raid stuff to do with my Titan, yeah. maybe I will play my Hunter something. I, was... I do like I like all three of the classes, but mm-hmm. when I was uh... hot and heavy two years ago when Shadowkeep came out, I 
did level up a Titan and a, a Hunter, but my main is Warlock. Always has been from Destiny 1. I've just... The 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 gear, I think, is for my taste, is the only one that I actually like. And the abilities, I think, are so fun. Uh, just like the subtle ways that energy they... Energy blast and stuff. Yeah, and the subtle ways that they give the classes identity through the gear is really cool. And Warlock's definitely... I like, like I said, I like all three yeah. of them, but... I think the niche that warlocks fill is really cool with the kind of like having all of the like super weird, like how does that even work mm-hmm. kind of stuff um, is, is cool. That helmet that's like just you look in it and it's just like stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just mm-hmm. looks like, like a galaxy inside yep. the helmet and yep. not like, not like painted on the visor. It looks like your head is gone and mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, <laughs> it's just space in there is yep. so cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, warlocks have real cool gear and cool abilities. I, you know, I like make making big purple explosions. But yep, uh, yep, yep. So yeah, there's your Destiny Two minute. That was that was one one minute of Destiny Two, and there have been Times some other games like thirty. <laughs> yeah, I guess does they don't matter anymore. <laughs> uh, I I don't know about that. I'm kidding. I'm personally, kidding. I don't I don't think. Uh, I don't think so, but uh, I don't know. Look at your list. One of these games uh-huh. is definitely uh-huh. seems great, uh-huh. but and you talked about it last week. Yeah, uh, the quarry. I finished the quarry, so I, I just wanted to come through with like you know some updated thoughts because before I was not very far Dude. at all. I was like two hours in. Nothing had actually like transpired by that not, point. Not, not to podcast about other podcasts. By any means, but like I've been listening to Nextlander and I really have been enjoying it again. Uh, but like they started off their core conversation with Brad being like, "I don't know if there's anything supernatural in this one or not," and then he starts like talking about the story, and I was like, "Shut the fuck up, Brad!" And I just like thirty seconds, that's, thirty seconds, thirty seconds. He is he was not very far in the game. Uh, so no, it's fine. It the, just was funny because he was. Yeah. The only thing in that game that I don't want to hear about is the mm-hmm. actual story stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what they led with. Like uh, the only like detail of the story that I would give is they don't they do the smart thing and they don't try to redo until dawn. Like they they don't try to pull like the switcheroo or the like aha you thought but you thought wrong. So that's good. They 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 pick a thing and they go for it and I think they do yeah. the story stuff pretty successfully. The so last week I made some comments about the quick time events being kind of simplified and I wasn't sure if there were going to be more, but it turns out the quick time events are pretty limited. You've got choose like, uh, you know, you move the stick in a direction and hold X to hold your breath. And I don't know why these are so cut back from previous games like until dawn had lots of different quick time events and like aim the thing there's a little bit of that in this but it's not as precise it's a little more free form in uh, the quarry the aiming and which is you could argue better but you know different strokes for different folks and so there's like three quick time events and it's all like the stick or just hold X, which is a little simple. And you're not here for quick time events. You're here for the story. But it's just like, what's the point of even having them? 
kind of. And you can turn them off and put them on no fail or all sorts of different options in the accessibility menu. But I saw a news story today by Stephen Totillo over at Axios saying that the quarry was originally intended as a Stadia like game. Mm-hmm. It was like a Stadia deal that was getting this game made. And I was like, oh, I bet that's why the like quick time events are so simple. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That's probably right. Yeah, and again, uh, the quick time events don't really matter, but like it's just, you know, disappointing coming from Until Dawn or even any of the other Dark Pictures games in that sense. Sure. But systems-wise, I, I talked about how they don't show... They're not showing like personality traits on the menus or your relationships to other characters. They just, they've completely obfuscated all of that. They've hidden it away. So you don't know how other people feel about you exactly. You can guess based on little things that come up like, oh, Jacob's mad about that. Like, oh, okay, well, I pissed Jacob off. Maybe that'll come back to bite me later. But you don't really know where you stand with these characters, which is nice. It's You don't have to worry about it. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, it, it matters, but seeing, seeing it on the menu doesn't matter. There's nothing that you can do with that information really. Uh, but it, it is a very fun experience, uh, from them and probably their best written on like further reflection of until dawn, all those characters are fucking assholes and suck and (laughs) kind of deserve Um, what they got. I got past the narrative stuff they're talking about, and Vinny was talking about how he was like, <laughs> he had picked and choose the people he wanted to kill uh-huh, off, uh-huh. the people he wanted to have live, which is which is good. <laughs> uh, yeah. In so in the quarry, there is I'm I can't remember there there is a reset function. Uh, if you get like three lives, and so if someone dies, you can you can choose to rewind to the, really uh, good a choice. Super super smart. And be like, best oh, mechanical just... decision they've made since <laughs> Until Dawn. <laughs> There's, uh, you know, you can go, oh, I, I messed up that event, and you know, something. I had to go pick up a pizza, and like something happened. You can, you can pause the game at any time, though. But you know, a dog stepped on my balls and made me miss the quick time event. I don't know. <laughs> Life happens, right? Uh, look, that actually could happen to me. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not judging. It could happen. I'm. You know, life happens. Life yeah, finds a way. Yeah. So if uh, Mocha were to step on your balls and cause you to fail a quick time <laughs> event and someone died in your game, you could say, whoops, I want to redo on that one. And you could uh, have that happen up to three times. Some of these, some of the chances it gives you can set you back like a chapter or two. If. Uh, and then you'd be like, oh, shit, this person died because of a choice I, or like a thing I failed two chapters ago. And if I want to save them, I have to lose all my progress and go back to those two chapters. And there's no guarantee that you'll do it right. And so, sure, you know, uh, it's not a it's not a get out of jail free card uh, in every situation. Some there are still just binary do you choose to do this or do you choose to do this? If you choose to do A, then you'll die. If you choose to do B, then you'll survive. Sure. Uh, so, you know, that that stuff is not, you know, not the best, but it's not 
not as bad as some of the things that have been the games like you've mentioned with Man of Madon or whatever. But yeah, no, that it sounds it sounds like I will have a fun time with it. Yeah, when I get around to it. I, I I tried my darndest to keep people alive, but I I think ooh, three four people dead. Yeah, uh, well, that's also good because now I don't feel like I have to get them, keep them all alive to mm-hmm. be as good. So yeah, 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 and there is there are NPCs that you can also keep alive or kill. Not that you're, like, actually doing the killing, but, you know, you can protect or end up having die. So, you know, Man. balancing that, do I want to keep, do I, do I want to save these people or do I want to focus on these people is uh, a nice little additional uh, interaction. And there's one person who they make it seem like you can save and I have no idea how you would save them. So I am curious to see what that looks like. What if they did make it so that you're just holding a pointing a gun at another character and deciding whether you want to shoot him or not? No, oh, you. I mean, yeah, you you do that. Uh, That's good. Like, I mean, like another playable character. Mm-hmm. Uh, does does that happen? I don't think that happens in this one. But it, there there are there are opportunities where you could un, unknowingly shoot a player character. Gotcha. Okay. So there That's are like, right. you've got a gun and you're looking at like bushes or something, and there is a chance that you could shoot a player character. I think maybe that's, that's like maybe that's like early and like the everybody's safe here. Like they'll, maybe they'll get mad because you tried to shoot them, but they're they're safe at this point. I don't know. Uh, but I do want to go through and maybe watch the gore fest mode because there is some gnarly stuff uh, in in this game. It. Like holy shit. Uh, Mortal Kombat, watch out, because, my God, the quarry has some gruesome, gruesome deaths and gore. And it, like, it looks gross, but it's impressive what they did. So, uh, yeah, that's the quarry. And I am completely happy with it, and I intend to replay it at least once and then probably watch you know, the gore fest movie mode or something, but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, and then this week is the steam next fest, which we were Mm -hmm. complaining about last week saying 700 demos. Who has the time? What are you supposed to? I played one of them. So Uh, not me. I played two, uh, but I'm only going to talk about one. And that game is toilet chronicles. I was just scrolling through the demos. I went Toilet Chronicles. Uh huh. Okay, I see. Uh, Toilet Chronicles seems to be like an escape room sort of situation. You play what appears to be a disembodied set of legs and an ass in a mm. public restroom, a couple stalls, you know, sinks, urinals, no door, and. As you uh, go about your business, you know, the your neighbor in the adjacent stall asks for some toilet paper, and then a bunch of th- things start to kick off. You get, you receive, like, a note, like, oh, don't let him leave. Oh, get this note wet. And, you know, all this stuff starts happening. Oh, Weird stuff. Okay, those are, those uh-huh. are 
weird in two different ways. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There's like a telegram on the wall. It's like, don't let this guy leave. You're getting notes scribbled on toilet paper from the other guy who's like, you know, uh, pass the, you know, hand me this thing or get this note wet. It A camera appears behind you. There's a, a good gag where you it's like stand up on this counter and grab this note. And it's like they're watching and then you hear a flash go off and you turn around. There's a camera behind you and you look at the picture and it's just like disembod- disembodied legs with an ass like on the counter. Very silly. And it's... there's multiple endings. It's like you can you can mess things up like you know you you find a grenade in a an air vent and then if you blow up a toilet and it's very short it's a very short demo i no idea what's going on i'm seeing a top down screenshot that almost makes it look like you could like edit the bathroom or something (laughs) maybe I, you know, I, this I could. That's a weird. That's a weird. It, yeah. Weird. I it, do. <laughs> the. This says on their Steam page in this game, you can make choices, solve puzzles, cry, try yes, to escape yes. with your new partner you or alone, s- and solve the mysteries of this place. You can sit on the toilet and you can cry. <laughs> God, Jesus Christ. It's... This is one of those games like Superland to uh-huh. me where, like, if it turns out that the humor is on point and the dev is like cool, mm-hmm. this seems like it could be fantastic. Yeah. But also I could see there being like two thirds of the way in. It's like they make some kind of garbage joke yeah. about something and you're just like, oh, well, fuck this. This, yeah. is, this sucks. There's there's a like a there's an image from SpongeBob of Squidward, like of like a hieroglyphic Squidward on one of the posters in the bathroom. It's very strange. Uh, it comes out the day after my birthday uh, next month. So maybe I'll pick this up. It's Cause it's, it seems silly puzzles and multiple endings and stuff. Yeah. It, 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 it looks, it looks weird in a way that is, is pretty, looks pretty enjoyable. Yeah. So that's toilet Chronicles on steam next, next fest. Uh, what else did you play, Pat, this week? So I played, as people who have listened to the podcast this year know, I've gotten into a pretty steady rhythm of playing a lot of Rocket League as, um, a standby game. Um, the people I play Rocket League with are playing Destiny right now, so we'll see how much we play over the next couple months, but I've gotten to be, I don't want to say I'm good at Rocket League, but I've gotten to be more competent at it. I'm at least, you know, a little above average and I enjoy it a lot. So I was, my interest was piqued for this game, Turbo Golf Racing, that showed up in one of the, I don't remember if it was a PC game show or what, it showed up in one of those things over the weekend. And I was like, man, that sure looks like Rocket League, but golf. And turned out that they have beta in the Steam Next Fest, um, which I actually want to play some more of, because it is Rocket League, but golf, and it's really fun. It is so Rocket League, but golf, that if I was Psionics, and I don't really give a shit, because mm-hmm. the people who actually take them on it, like... It's in, they're an Epic-owned company now, and as much as yeah. I like the people, I'm sure, at Psionics are cool, fucking who cares about Epic no. and their profits? But Turbo Golf Racing is like, it is a, it is Rocket League. It is, if I were Psionics, I would be like, that's a cool idea, 
we're going to also do this in Rocket League because y'all just ripped us off anyway, so we're going to mm-hmm. rip you off back. Uh, it is The physics feel a little bit different than Rocket League, but they're the kind of thing that if you haven't played Rocket League as much as I have and you just played each of them back-to-back, you would think that they're the same yeah. game, just with different modes. It is, it is almost identical. That said, it works really well for golf. And it does have some features in it that make it, um, that adapted the formula for golf better. The way this game works is the courses, it's a race. So not team-based, it's individual-based. You are uh, all hitting, you can't hit each other with your car. And you can't hit each other's balls with your car. So there's no way to like troll other people. There are missiles that you can get and you can shoot missiles at other players. But that's like... It's only through those sort of pickups that you can actually affect other players. And you are hitting your ball and trying to get it into to the end of the course into the, the at the flagpole, um, into the hole. And it does things like in this game, your car has a shield on front of, in front of it. That is what you're striking the ball with. And spin matters a lot. So if you hit with like if you hit it on if you hit the ball on the left side kind of with the right side of your shield you can spin it so that it'll go around corners and stuff mm. um and there's a little line that shows up on the ball to kind of give you an idea of as you're approaching it what the trajectory of the ball is going to be when you hit it to help you make the right choices you can push the car forward or back you can like lean it forward or back as you're about to hit it to either sure. generate backspin and more lift or to drive it so they did a good job in making the controls feel like the the ball physics feel a little bit more. Um, they're the ball physics are different than Rocket League yeah. for sure. They're, that's the part that is different. The driving feels very similar. Rocket League feels a little better to me, but that might just be because I played it more. Yeah. Um, but they're very similar. Uh, and then you're trying to get the ball into the hole as fast as you can, and based on your time, it like stacks up everybody's time at the end of a hole. And it's and it gives you points based on your placement, and then you do three holes per game. So then whoever wins at the end of that, kind of like a little mini Mario Kart championship or something. Um, and it's a lot of fun. I think it's really cool. Uh, if you like Rocket League already, it's really cool. It's hard. Uh, it definitely has the same kind of like pretty tough. It doesn't have a, as much. You can aerial the ball, but it doesn't have quite as much of a hit the ball while it's still moving thing. Sure. It's definitely, that's part of the like golf part of it is you're hitting the ball and the ball goes far and then you're driving up to it to hit it again. Because uh, the ball, in Rocket League, the ball never stops rolling because of the way that the court is. Yeah. But there's, you're driving on grass in this game. So the ball does come to a stop after you hit it. Um, and so you don't have to be as good at aerialing it. But you do have to be able to like precisely position your car to hit the ball while going very fast. Yeah. And it's t- it can be tough. I've won a few of the like matches and started to feel like I was getting the hang of it and then I was enjoying it a lot more than a couple of the other people I was playing with and they were like, "Okay, can we just go play Rocket League now?" Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." No. Um and I but I do want to play some more of it because they have the they have like a beta battle pass that you get uh, rewards. It's free. You don't have to pay anything for it um, that you'll get rewards for when the game comes out all the way. And I definitely am going to pick it up when it comes out all the way because it's, it's a lot of fun. 
All right. That is Turbo Golf Racing. Check it out. Hopefully, maybe you'll hear this before the next fest is over. Maybe you won't. I don't know when this episode is going up. Because uh, that ends. Next fest is so short. I, I don't know what they. Yeah. I what. I don't know. So many demos do the, for such a the, short amount of time. Do the demos disappear? Like, I feel like some I don't know. games some the demos disappear. Do, the, well, like, Gloomwood is a game that I'm very excited for. That has nothing to do with Gloomhaven, right? No, 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 okay. no, no. Gloomwood is, Gloomwood is, 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 like, inspired by original Resident Evil and Thief. No, okay. Uh, and, and stuff. It's like a, and it's like a low, it's like a, uh, ps1 oh right 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 visuals it's a new blood game i've been waiting for it for years it's like a solo develop well it's two people um so they've taken a very long time to make it anyway i think it's the same demo that has been out for a couple years but Mm -hmm. they like added some stuff to it yeah um so it's just it's weird sometimes they just free alpha (laughs) that's what it says on steam it's it's a it's a weird next fest is is cool but strange yeah. Um, As hey, PC games weird, and you can kind of just like put whatever cool. out there, you know. For, so them. yeah, yeah. Uh, but oh, I played, yeah, so it's uh, only a week, so I played a lot of uh, Chivalry Two on Steam this week okay. too. I'm not going to talk about it at length because I've talked about it plenty last year. But that's good. It's good on Steam. The, uh, the content in that game is good. Epic is apparently working on a SDK to allow cross store play from. Epic to Steam, so games that are multi-store that would be nice. will be able to play across. So maybe if I, if they get that going, and maybe Chivalry will make use of it, maybe we could play together again. Yeah. But, yeah. Eh. Yep. I I always think about going back to Chivalry because Chivalry too, because it was a lot of fun. I just the servers were a total wreck whenever I tried to play mm. and. So I just was like, "Fuck this! I don't, I don't." Have... And and the friends partying stuff was so yeah, bad on yeah. Epic, um, it was so broken. We, my friends and I, have been playing on Steam, and one of my friends had a little bit of issue at one point. I think it was with something corrupted with his install or something. Uh, generally, it's been smooth, complete, buttery smooth, no issues. So, mm. well, speaking of things that were buttery smooth, this week we had several summer game fest events. Inc- yeah. including the Xbox Showcase, which finally uh, showed us some Starfield gameplay. Yeah, I, I'll say uh, that Showcase was like... Phil, Phil was like, there's this guy who lives not that far from, from the Xbox office, the, the Microsoft offices, and... We should really just make this show specifically for him because we've already got him. But like, you know, let's just make a show yeah, for him. Because they were they showed like Forza and Flight Sim stuff back to back. The Forza stuff is kind of whatever. I don't think that series is for me anymore. But you know, it was cool like, looking. Motor, motorsport, inclu- motorsport included. Yeah, I mean, it's not a sim. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's still it's still a simcade thing. It's not even as simmy as Gran Turismo. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what this one's like. Sure. The the Forza bit was really confusing to me, and it continues to be. And other people are apparently in that I know are like, you shouldn't be confused by this. But I, I think it's a weird thing that they talk about. Like, they talk about the stuff that I don't fucking care about, which is like, oh, every car ray traces its reflections on other every other car. 
which is gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. It's mm-hmm. technically, it's really cool. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't address any of my issues with Forza, yeah. which are all in the race, in the physics. <laughs> and then they talk about like having different tire compounds and track temperature changes. And it's like casual fans don't give a shit about that. That stuff for me. Mm-hmm. But they didn't talk at all about how like the physics are actually improved. And they didn't talk at all about how they could possibly have improved physics if they're going to have 400 cars in a game. Because mm-hmm. like... The reason that iRacing is so good from a physics perspective is every single car is laser scanned and like they spend thousands of hours of development time making sure that the car drives like it does in real life. And so it's like that's why you call it a sim. Whereas when you have these games that go for volume, there's no way that they can make it work on that kind of like they can't make the the physics that good so i don't know we'll see it's going to be on game pass so i'll try it and see how it feels for sure yeah um and 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 probably get mad at it but then they showed the flight sim stuff i can't remember what order i think it was the flight sim stuff first actually but the flight sim stuff was so fucking good i cannot wait they are putting helicopters and gliders in which are the two things i want so bad in flight sim uh they put the the pelican from halo in Mm -hmm already but uh which is a fun goofy thing but uh the the glider shit is the biggest thing i've been wanting and helicopters is awesome too so flight simulator continues to be one of the frankly probably one of the like best games modern games out there if you're into what it's selling because they just support it so so they just added not even they didn't even talk about this which i get why they didn't they just added a new um, update that includes a bunch of like refined scenery for Seattle and for like Albany, New York, and like Palo Alto or somewhere. Like they just it was like five or six cities just got huge handmade mm. updates um, to improve their their like look and feel over the Bing Map Data stuff. So it's just it's it's such a well well supported game. What? fictional aircraft would you like to see added to flight sim like That's a good question like star scream no i think uh, i'm i'm just putting it out there as an option no i i think i would dig the problem is you don't want a spaceship like the pelican works because it's not just a spaceship mm-hmm. yeah it's like yeah, it's yeah. like air to ground i i would say a raptor from battlestar galactica but the pelican is basically that mm-hmm. so we already have something very similar to that so maybe like a gundam sure. that would be pretty cool yeah wing zero uh, or even just yeah i mean like the gundams yeah. can fly yeah you get, but, but you get, you get so. a transforming gundam that's well that's the thing is like i don't know if it would work and they have to the model the, around would yeah, be good they have to model the cockpit and they have to <laughs> yeah and i don't know if the walking around would be good so no, maybe, probably maybe not it's, but... maybe that's a bad answer maybe the star wars stuff would be cool but the thing is that star wars ships would not work in real life yeah uh I mean, would the pelican work in real surfaces. life like totally yeah because the pelican's got um uh i mean it i don't know if it would work the way how well it does it does in yeah in halo but we already have aircraft that that function like mm-hmm. the pelican mm-hmm. Now, like just yeah. two weeks ago, one of them crashed and killed four people 
so like they're not particularly safe yeah but uh they the principle works x-wings cannot would not work they don't have control surfaces like Mm -hmm. the their wings are like like bricks like yeah they they you could tie fighters that would not work no there's no but lift be generating s- surfaces on a TIE be fighter. Sick if they put it in flight sim and then it just blows up on the launch pad. It wouldn't even be that it blows up; it just wouldn't fly. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't take off. Yeah, you you would you would like lift up in the air and then because of the like repulsors, I guess underneath, and then you would throttle up and then it would just go really fast at like ten feet above the ground. <laughs> and then as soon as you tried to turn it at all, it would crash. Uh, it's weird but yeah i don't know i'm sure i could come up with a better answer than than that too oh no you know what it would be like something like a um it would be like the airship from sky captain in the world of tomorrow that's what i would like to say i would like to fly like a big fictional or like a helicarrier from from avengers yeah uh that would be the thing i would because i you can get the experience of flying a pl- like a cool jet plane already. It yeah. has an mm-hmm. FA-18 in it. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. That's basically like what flying Wing Zero would be like. Yeah. But sure. I want something unique and and commanding like a huge mm-hmm. airship would yeah. be that kind of thing. So there I think go. that's mm-hmm. what it would be. Uh also at the Xbox showcase, we finally got some footage of Redfall gameplay footage which to me looks kind of like a borderlandsy kind of game like at least systems wise with like you've got different characters with different abilities and you're looting and getting gear i feel like that i don't think it's gonna be exactly like borderlands but no no yeah i just it felt like that gameplay didn't really tell us anything i mean the shooting looks pretty good uh supposedly it's it you can play it solo like an arcane game you know like a prey like a dishonored uh yeah or you can play I, co-op i don't know like how much it changes if you do that but i still think that that game is like open worldy not necessarily one huge map but i wonder i've gotten the impression that that is a game similar to Deathloop, where there is like several large maps and you're moving between them. Maybe uh, I, I would be reason, surprised. I don't really know why I have that impression, but if they do say things on the game page like players will fight through cultist outposts and supernatural psychic spaces, which is like outposts means something to me. It's an interesting choice of words if it's just linear missions. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, uh, Fallout has outposts and stuff, so it could be something yeah, but like that. Fallout's but... an open world game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I mean. Is it that's 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 well, what it, that reads to me? Yeah, uh, they uh, they have said it's an open world game, and I saw. Oh, they have. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a then quote that's where, I got that. where it says said originally it was too open. I don't know. I don't know what that sure. means, but. So they kind of had to deal the back, but I wouldn't be surprised at this point if it was more like a death loop in terms of like you go to this map and it's like this, you go to this map and it's like this. Uh, but and maybe slightly bigger. I don't know. I if they said it's open world, then that's why I had that impression. Yeah, that's yeah. the part of it that makes it interesting to me is 
the idea of an open world where where people can drop in and drop out mm-hmm. and that has the kind of cool weird loot weapons and i i like the art style i think it's got cool yeah characters and stuff i thought the enemies were cool looking a lot of people i know thought they looked bad i thought they were pretty cool so i don't know we'll see i i'm so over left for dead style Aside from, I'm super yeah. excited for Dark Tide, but aside for that one, I'm over Left 4 Dead style, walk through a corridor and shoot people it, it style stuff. It doesn't seem like it'll be that kind of game. But... I don't think it will, and that'll be, and if it's not, then I'm excited for it, for yeah. sure. Uh, and and I thought the game, I thought it looked fun to play from the trailer that they showed. It didn't look, f- like, fresh or <laughs> innovative, it, it, it looked but it looked like, like a fun uh, one of those kinds of games. It looked like an arcane game, like, uh, just, you know. Plus slightly, Borderlands, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I am I am curious to see what it is. But you know, it <laughs> first person co op game, Pat's favorite, right? Uh, well, so yeah, I mean that's the thing is I said that, but w- I'm really talking about like the Back for Bloods and the Left yeah. for Dads. I don't a game if it's one of those, I'm probably not going to play much of it. But if mm-hmm. it is an open world game, then cool. I, I like games that have something engaging in them to kind of. Yeah. tie together the combat encounters mm-hmm. um and that's single player or co-op and if it's co-op and people can jump in cool the other big thing that is a struggle for me with co-op games that maybe this game will solve um that destiny largely solves by being an mmo is i don't like when it's like well i gotta do this fucking level again because this person hasn't done it yet and I'm already kind of bored by the game <laughs> and mm-hmm. then to also have to replay content that I've already done. Like I wouldn't mind going back and redoing legendary missions with people in destiny because I think they're really engaging, but I don't want to go back and play that. I played the first level of back for blood like four times. Mm-hmm. It, I don't want to play it again. It's boring. It's, it was not that fun the first time through the fourth time through. It's like, it's not it's it's an actively bad time for me uh yeah so um if red call it fall can find a way to say we're gonna play together and you know it feels interesting to drop in even if we're not at the exact in lockstep with each mm-hmm. other's campaigns or whatever then great that that makes it me much more likely to enjoy it they may they make it sound like maybe i'm reading this uh the one of the designers gave an interview and sure says there'll be like two kind of zones there. Why the, the zones are bigger than they, what they are in dishonored or death loop. And then there are kind of two main zones. Sure. Yeah. That's exactly kind place. of what I'm thinking. So that would be cool. Yep. Uh, looking forward to, to seeing more of that and getting to play it. Uh, hollow Knight silk song got a game pass yep. day one announcement, which is cool. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I gotta I don't play think... through Hollow Knight. It's yeah. a great game. I've never finished it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, uh, on Game Pass. So mm-hmm. I have it on. I own yeah. it on. Yeah, Switch, PS5, and Steam. <laughs> so I think I for I have it on Switch and PS5 probably because it was on uh, the PS Plus. High on Life, the Rick and Morty creator game. Ugh, don't care. No, nope. didn't have yep. to bring it up. Uh, I That's the only this. I thought that this presentation was incredible. That was the one thing that I was like, oh, I I liked the art. Like I thought the visuals were kind of neat, but paired with like the personality, I was like, <laughs> yeah, 
whatever. But maybe our I hate Rick and I think Rick and Morty sucks. Our <laughs> IQs just aren't high enough. Yeah, probably. Uh, Persona Three Portable, Persona Four Golden, and Persona Five Royale coming to Xbox and PC. Yep, which cool. is uh, good news for Persona Five Royale and Persona Three fans on PC who have been waiting. I don't know any. Sega I don't know any Atlas. Persona Three Portable. I can't. I don't know anybody who likes Persona Three Portable. So yeah. never, never in my life. <laughs> Allison is a is a stand, so I'm very happy for her to have that game again. I I might I might check it out. I'm curious. It's but... good. It's good. I played about half of it, and then um, then was like, eh, I've played Persona Three before, and I kind of fell off. But I, I might play it, pick it up again. It's it's a good it's a good game. Uh, Microsoft partnering with Riot Games to bring oh, man, such a fucking pop off. All so if you are a Game Pass subscriber. I don't know if you have to be Game Pass Ultimate and just PC Game Pass. Probably just PC Game Pass. Uh, you will have access to all champions in League of Legends. Uh, if you're unaware, League of Legends has a 10, I think it's 20 champion now rotation because there's so many champions uh, each week uh, of free champions. Others you have to buy with in-game currency or real currency. Don't do that. And or do whatever. I don't you know. Could, if, but you're not gonna, like, if you're not going to grind, if you want to buy them with in-game currency, you've got to play yeah. four games a day to ever get that it, it yeah. takes a long time to grind out that it does easy. it does they give but... you a lot of opportunities now through the crafting system to get cha- older champions yes. for free yeah. yeah so it's not that bad but yeah you, it's it's They're... i buy them sometimes if i'm on a league kick i will get one on sale mm-hmm. for like half off because then they're well, like five bucks for well now you don't have to now i won't have to yep. if you're a game pass subscriber all champions in league of legends unlocked all champions unlocked in League of Legends Wild Rift on mobile. All cha- all no the foundation set foundation set unlocked in Legends of Runeterra. Team Fight Tactics has some unlocks for just little avatars there, and yeah. all agents in Valorant unlocked. I didn't know there were any mm-hmm. agents locked in Valorant. Yeah, yeah, you have to buy them. There, uh, you only get like three for free, I think. Oh wow! I, yeah, I had no idea. But yep. I've I've never touched that game. But if you're a Game Pass subscriber, all that stuff, you know, all the champions free, and which is or they, added, <laughs> which is nice. They, I got that that hap that being like the second thing that was like right after Redfall. I think they opened mm-hmm. with Redfall, so, uh, and I was like, man, Redfall looks cool. I'm into that. I, I wasn't like mm-hmm. super hype. It was more just like that looks like a fun game I will play. And then uh, the 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 riot thing came up and i was like oh this is cool i'm I, you know i you know plenty of issues in riots past but i i really like their games and um and then they announced what it was and i was like holy shit that's cool and then it rolls into that like sizzle reel trailer yep. and it plays my favorite kda song <laughs> and shows like in- impeccably cut together footage and yep. i was just like I was so hyped from what, from that whole thing. I was in a Discord call with somebody, and I just kept going like, "Yo, this is so good!" <laughs> uh, it was it was cool. Uh, yep, it is. That is a very. I think I feel like that's a good get for Microsoft. It uh, is, yeah, yeah, a good partnership, and we'll. I I wonder how that will expand if it will or yeah. not and how or long if it'll lasts. fizzle who knows and, yeah. but 
Either way, I mean, getting to play all those characters for uh, even if yeah. it's just a few months. Even if I just cool. go into ARAM and just <laughs> give me hit I me mean, up with these random characters. But, let me say, if I were Microsoft and I were looking to test the waters on perhaps acquiring a company that doesn't have an issue with never having games out because they make a few of them that are very popular service mm-hmm. games. I mean, I'm sure Riot would cost a lot of fucking money, but Tencent a... owns part of that owns them outright, I think. Yeah, I mean, who knows if they could even make yeah. something like that happen. We would have to be buying it from Tencent. Yeah. But that that would be a hell of a pickup. Uh yep. I'm not saying I like I don't like mm-hmm. that. I'm not like yeah, 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 they should buy Riot. That's not what I'm doing here. I'm just saying from a strategic perspective. Sure. Uh, a partnership with them is, is a smart play. Yeah. Because um, Wild Rift is coming to consoles too. So Eventually. There's no date on to... that or anything. So. No, but you have to imagine yeah, that I that's mean, part of this conversation. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I would assume. But I, I would have expected maybe something about like, oh, play Wild Rift on console this winter or something. But who it knows? I mean, maybe yeah. that was maybe that was the that was a goal of theirs yeah. as, as part of this, and they're it's just not ready yet or yeah. something. Who knows? who knows? Yeah, Wild Rift is good. I've played it on phones, uh, mm-hmm. and and it's it's fun. Uh, I would prefer to play it with a controller, but I'll totally sit on the couch and play some Wild Rift when it comes to Xbox. Okay. Well, uh, Plague Tale Requiem, Requiem got a, another trailer that looks like more Plague Tale. It also looks a little bit Plague Tale originally to me. I remember was I mean it's an Asobo game, so I'm mm-hmm. they're flights and people. I'm totally on board. Everything they make is perfect. But uh, the original I, Plague Tale kind of. I, I had, don't know if I can say Plague Tale is perfect, but sure, whatever. I haven't played it. I will. I'd like to, but the original Plague Tale definitely had a kind of unique look to the gameplay before it was coming out. At least it mm-hmm. had very much a vibe of like. Yes, it's a stealth game, but it had a cool sort of... It's an adventure game. You're not really fighting at all. I know you do eventually in that game. But, you know, this game just looked like Assassin's Creed. I know, yeah. (laughs) The new Plague Tale. (laughs) It just looked like a a stealth game, which is fine. I like Mm -hmm. those kinds of games a lot, so I will enjoy it. But, (laughs) yeah, it didn't have the same amount of unique character to it, I felt, as a person. It just was a very good-looking stealth action game. Yeah. Uh... Also, Scorn got some gameplay footage, which was um, unpleasant so to look gross. at. It's so I'm gross. I'm so excited for that game. That, that game. I want all I of the know. gross. The... Give me all the buttholes. <laughs> all the orifices. Um, Overwatch 2 is going to be free to play this October. That's right. Yeah, that's where they said it. I am one of, like, my partner and I are, like, two people, the last, the only two people alive that are excited for Overwatch 2, but I'm excited for Overwatch 2. I don't care, but, uh, Most you know, people it, don't, it, or they don't yeah, like it. it yeah, uh, apparently they're doing away with loot boxes for Overwatch 2. Yeah, that's uh, good. And it's going to be bat- a battle pass system uh, yeah. for going forward. Sounds good to me. But this... Do, also, it going free to play does solve the issue of like Overwatch One and the yeah. how do they work together and blah blah blah. So yep, I wonder. Obviously, they can't count on this because something still could get in the way of the the acquisition. 
but I wonder how much the Microsoft acquisition played into the decision to make Overwatch 2 free to play or if it's like a yeah man everybody fucking hates us right now I guess we need to do if we make it free to play then people won't be able to resist playing an Activision game I don't know yeah maybe I don't know uh I think a lot of that obviously you know the Activision Blizzard stuff fucking sucks I think a lot of that like Oh, but didn't you hear the? They did an investigation, and they did nothing wrong, according to oh, themselves. Whatever. Yeah, I don't even have a. I don't even have words. Uh, I think that that uh, the mate the like diversity matrix stuff that came out that everybody got really mad about. Totally get why people got mad. It's really bad look. It fucking sucks. At the same time, I'm not saying this is a good thing. This is not me being like, you're wrong to be mad. That is how tech companies create more diverse casts of characters <laughs> is to put it in a spreadsheet and it sucks. It's shitty. It's shitty that that's the world we live in. But I, when I saw that stuff, I was kind of like, yeah, this sucks. But if you don't think Disney has diversity matrices for its properties for star Wars and Marvel, and if you don't think like fucking Sony isn't doing that in their marketing meetings, like mm-hmm. I guarantee you all of these companies have, shitty ass make people's identities into quantifiable numbers things going on so that it didn't have the same it didn't make me go like i'm not fucking playing overwatch 2 it was kind of like yeah it sucks that this is the world we live in for me and totally go off on them and i get it if it sours you on that but uh i like those characters a lot so i'm i'm excited to play it um and then we got an announcement we got another real-time strategy game about building civilization or a history untold i don't know there's another another one of those games we were like oh hell yeah they got civ 7 fuck yeah this is so cool that it wasn't civ 7 not even not even like a (laughs) age of empires thing or not even another like one you know it's a brand new one i don't we don't i don't think we need more of these but whatever go off uh then we got hideo kojima announcing that he is working with Xbox on some sort of cloud usage, some sort of game that will utilize the cloud. And maybe the game that that there's footage out there of overdose floating around isn't. Yeah, maybe that's not this. Who knows? It hard to say. Uh, Jeff Grubb was saying that like. He might not even know what this game is yet. Like he has like an it's idea. Totally, that's what I mean. Uh, yeah, he has like yeah. an idea of what this game will be. He's probably work working on something else too. Because uh, I bet Norman Reedus was out there saying, "Oh yeah, we started working on the second one about Death Stranding." So, which I mean, overdose could be Death Stranding too. Yeah, yeah, and that's got that's the, the thing that I yeah, it's got the lady Mama from it. yeah, it's got th- that lady. Uh, and, and, and they didn't show any. If they had something to show yeah. for this Xbox thing, I think they would have shown it. Probably, I will say, I think Death Stranding proves that that studio will continue to put video games out. And so, if they say they're working on something with Xbox, it may not happen for five or six years, but I believe them. It'll happen eventually. I, w- I was surprised how fast Death Stranding happened. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I I think something will happen. Uh, just no idea what it'll be, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, I had multiple 
multiple tweets saved in my notes of people going like, Kojima will never work with Xbox. I was like, mm-hmm. I've been waiting for this day. And then I couldn't, yeah. access, couldn't access those tweets anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, never, ever say never about any of this shit. Yeah. Uh, I just want to be like, it's come on, man. Come on. I've been waiting for like two money. years for this. It's called money. Yeah. Anyone will work with anyone for money. Yep. Uh, speaking of money, Diablo 4. Oh, man. Diablo Immortal is bullshit, but uh, Diablo that Diablo Four stuff was a was a was another big pop off for me. I was like, man, it looks like they finally made one of these that I'm gonna really like. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm I am excited for Diablo Four now. I I if I don't know what it would take for me to like Diablo. Uh, I I dig the aesthetic of stuff like the Necromancer stuff look cool and like that kind of stuff, but. Yeah, just it ain't for me, which is fine. But uh, uh, the the thing I don't like about Diablo two is it's this weird feeling of the the remaster, which is mm-hmm. kind of the most recent thing. This is weird feeling to me of like I don't love that I'm taking my character between different people's like save games and mm. stuff, and it it just feels weird to me the way that it's structured. Diablo 3 never quite got there for me with the structure either, but Diablo 4 looks like they're just making a top-down destiny in terms of the way it's structured. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's got big open world areas where you can run into other players, and you're getting on a mountain, walking, riding around, and then it has, you know, tons of dungeons that you're going into mm-hmm. that are more instanced. That's what I want from one of these structurally, and the fact that it's coming out day and date for Xbox means that it's going to have controller support built in, which is the yep. way... And cross-play, I, cross-progression. I, yeah, I cannot deal with mouse and keyboard uh, controller for shooters. I mm-hmm. gotta play a mouse and keyboard, and I can deal with mouse and keyboard for games that are top down like that. I can make it work, but I much prefer to play that kind of a game with a controller. I think it's a lot mm-hmm. more fun. So, um, I am very excited for that game uh, to kind of tick all those boxes for me and maybe finally be one of those that I get into. Um, mm-hmm. So. Uh, Fallout 76 has a new expansion, The Pit, if that's something you care about. I, I mean, I care about it. I don't care about Fallout 76 that much, but I loved The Pit Okay, back in Fallout I, 3. It was I DLC never, for that game. I never played any of that DLC. Uh, uh, it was good. People, The Pit's pretty divisive, I think, but I thought it was cool. Hmm. I liked it. Uh, As Dusk Falls, I have uh, some sort of narrative don't, visual novel thing. I do, don't know. I do not like the look of that game. It did not, not intrigue me. Did not hit for me. I know you liked the look of Arc Two and Vin Diesel's nipples yes. coming next yes. year. Okay. Yes, that's cool. It's great. Uh, I like Arc a lot. Mm-hmm. I hope that Arc Two is. The problem with Arc is you basically can't really play it with small groups unless you do huge like difficulty tweaks that you have to manually we're talking like as an admin go in and adjust like health percentages per enemy and stuff like that like it just it's built to be played on 100 player servers where mm-hmm. people group up and then have a big group to go do raids and stuff i hope arc 2 is better suited for it scales better for different groups of players sure uh, cuz otherwise i fucking love that game um Flintlock Siege of Dawn was looks really good. It was a weird looking game. 
Uh, yeah. It looks maybe like it's a little on the clunky side. Yeah, it, it does. Knows, but it I does love look a little rough. It. it it's got some interesting stuff going on with the weapons and the the yep. flintlock weapons and kind of doing weird aerial stuff and it's sort of like in Mistborn in Era Two when mm-hmm. <laughs> when he yeah. uses the guns and he jumps in the air yep. and then he uses the guns and the gu- he reduces yep. his weight and uh-huh. the guns propel him backwards. There's a lot of that going on. Oh here. yeah, yep. I'm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also, I don't know if, who was the, this game is made by somebody who made another game. Uh, and I can't Developed by A44. Who's A44? Which, uh, they made a game and I was like, oh, I like that game. Ashen. They made Ashen. Ashen. They made okay. Ashen. Which is cool. Ashen is very good. So, they have a little, the, their last game was good. And I am not qualified to have a real opinion on this in any way because i am a white dude but i think it's kind of cool that they did the thing a lot of games are used have used a colonial aesthetic over the last few years and deserve you know plenty of criticism for that because that is a a charged aesthetic to just go in blind and use as this like just a cool art style. It's mm-hmm. it's got a lot of historical context that is lost in things like New World and 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 Greedfall, yeah. or is poorly discussed in something like Greedfall. I think it's kind of cool that this game is leaning on that aesthetic a bit, but is clearly a very diverse cast of characters, um, and seems to be going for a, a like almost a reclamation of that kind of art. So, and it's also not just like boring ass conquistadors. It's like, what if Destiny, but like flintlock pistols? So, I don't know. I thought that part was intriguing. I don't know enough about the composition of the team to say if I think that they have like the chops or the the, the perspective to do that stuff right. We'll see. But I, I thought I th- I'm at least interested. They have my attention for sure. Sure. Uh, we'll kind of quick bounce quick through the rest of it yeah, i didn't yeah. realize how many announcements there were here it's huge it was so much yeah. yeah uh and supposedly allegedly coming out in the next 12 months uh by so that's good that was one of the things i would i wanted to see was things that would be coming yep. soon rather than 2024 which they didn't really say so that's good uh hitting in this week coming up uh naraka blade point on the Xbox, mm, good which game. is cool. Yeah, it's a fun the game. The only reason I stopped playing that game is because every time I play it now, I just get completely fucking rocked because mm-hmm. people <laughs> got really good at that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I am I am happy to see it come to more players because it is a good game. Yeah. Uh, it's on Game Pass too, so check that out. Um, Pentiment. We were talking about Josh Sawyer's uh, yep. new game. This... I'm super hyped for that. Like That looks so good. Mm-hmm. It he's apparently been trying to make it for like over a decade, and the story that I heard, which was secondhand, so I don't know how if this is really the way he worded it, but that he was saying at some point, at one point, that like playing Disco Elysium kind of helped him finally finish putting the puzzle pieces together in his head as to how this game was going to work, yeah. um, which is cool. That's encouraging. Uh, so maybe you know more about what this game is. It it's a narrative adventure game. Okay. 
Yeah, I think it, I think it's 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 um, structured a lot like Disco Elysium, where you're walking around these environments and talking yeah. to people and stuff. Sixteenth um, century Bavaria. Yep, that's a Josh Slayer thing. That's for sure. All right. Well, uh, he is very into like medieval history, but not in the shitty way. <laughs> so it should be cool. All right. Well, uh, that'll launch in November this year, which is uh, that's fun. Let's see. Grounded, exiting early access. I'm excited about that because my partner and I really want to play that, but we've been waiting for 1.0. And uh, the the real big news of the show didn't come out at the show. Fallout 5 will be coming after Elder Scrolls 6. Shocking. Who could have possibly guessed that yeah. they would make another Fallout game? Uh I mean, they've got Fallout seventy six. It's the forever game, right? So yeah, everybody loves it. So yeah, uh, you know. no, well, really, they they closed the show with the only thing they could. They had to end the show with this, or start, or close the show with it, and that's Starfield. Yep, uh, that looks like a Bethesda game, but also like a little bit of No Man's Sky in there, a little bit of. It really, really looks to me like Elite Dangerous. Okay. Like, like it, it like really beyond like the space stuff, like beyond the like yeah. flying around stuff. Okay. Yes, like when they zoom out and show the galaxy map, and they talked about like thousands of star systems or thousands of planets, yeah. hundreds of star systems, whatever. That is that galaxy map is what Elite's galaxy map looks sure, like, sure, big time, and it looks poised. I've been really excited about this game. The gameplay footage, I know, you know, it's a Bethesda game, so of course it, it, they show footage of it and 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 half of half of the gaming peop, people on Twitter have to come out and be like, this looks fucking bad. Bethesda games suck. I hate them. They're shit. It's going to be bad when it comes out. And it's kind of like, okay, noted. Uh mm-hmm. but um the 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 thing I don't like about Elite and why I stopped playing it after playing it for a lot a lot of hours is it doesn't have any like soul. <laughs> there's no, yeah. There's like a voice that talks when you dock at the stations, but there's like no. You don't talk to anybody. There's no story. The yeah. story is, the story happens over time, but it's like you read it in text boxes. It's yeah. not like it. It doesn't have the heart and soul of an RPG. And this game looks like it's structured very similarly to Elite in terms of the way the world is laid out, the universe is laid out where you have these big procedurally generated planets that are mostly barren, but then have some stuff on them. But then it also looks like it has a lot of handmade environments, as you would expect that are full of characters that have dialogue and that, that are giving you quests and stuff like that. So I saw that there are four, three or four main cities, which to me, it was like, that's it. But apparently they're very yeah. big and, uh, you know, main cities. So I'm assuming there are other smaller settlements scattered well, around these and, thousand planets. And look, they say thousands of planets. Or thousand. A thousand planets. Hun- yeah, thousand, about whatever, a thousand planets. Whatever. I don't know, yeah. More planets you're going to go to than when you play through the game. Yeah. Most of this stuff, 80% of that content is going to be like, you know, the planets in Mass Effect 1 or mm-hmm. like Elite Dangerous planets. I don't have any illusion. If you think you're going to be spending thousands of hours picking through each of these planets you're totally wrong do not expect that from this game this is going to be a game where it's but i where you will do things like 
oh, I need these resource materials. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to this random planet that says it's rich in them and do some like survival crafting style gameplay for 20 minutes and mine some minerals. That kind of Mm -hmm. stuff is, is I think going to be for me anyway, enjoyable. Um, So, you know, and, and also I wouldn't put it past them to tuck away some cool stuff that is, you're only going to find if you get, if you kind of happen upon it or happen upon the right breadcrumb trail. Um, which could be cool. I mean, there, the, there's there's a lot of potential in there for there to be a lot of neat hidden stuff. So I don't know. I think the shooting looked whatever. It looked better it's, than Fallout Four to me, but not as good it, as a. It looked like it's not Destiny. It's not Tarkov. Shooting, yeah, it like, looked fine. I mean, that's you're not there for the gun feel. No, <laughs> you shouldn't be there for the gun feel. Um, and so I don't know. I thought it looked great. I agree that some of the color palettes were a little gray and washed out, but I kind of, I don't mind that because I think it's that stuff like No Man's Sky and even Mass Effect, even though I'm not a big fan of that series, their use of like color and stuff is cool, but I'm super ready for a kind of sterile (laughs) sci-fi. Sure. (laughs) Um, That's a little, that that hues a little more towards like an attempt at realism in terms of Mm -hmm. its visuals, so... It was like for me. It was just like, okay, this is your big gameplay debut, and we're looking. Everything is gray, <laughs> like in, yeah, the, in and, the main planet. And you know, uh, I I assume most of the planets are going to be like this one's gray, this one's red. Uh, you know, minerals and totally. shit. But I, it would have been nice to have seen something a little more like well, lush with some cities. flora or fauna uh they did that but, a little bit but yeah they a little bit but it would have been super uh, craggy yeah. rocky planet yeah and i was like fuck yeah this looks like it i was there like that looks like a real spaceship that looks like a, yeah. a character in real spacesuit that looks like a real outpost that you would see on like a space planet like on another planet so i was there the whole time like oh yes this is going to be hard sci-fi that's going to be dry this is like interstellar looking that's exactly mm-hmm. what i want from it uh but i get that first for a lot yeah. of people maybe that's not the the thing they're and then into yeah and then for me personally no aliens was like a bummer i'm like sci-fi that doesn't like that is like far future or whatever that doesn't have aliens always just like ah okay i i guess but like if you could we could tell the story like why not have aliens in there like as as playable characters there might be aliens in the story i don't know but and there's like alien uh animals and stuff yeah but uh personally you know i i would like the the opportunity to make a garfield alien as my play as player character but that's but what I'm saying is that's not what this game like. I am so glad you're not going to be able to do that because <laughs> why? Why? Why are you glad that I can't go into my own personal single player game and make a Garfield alien? Why do you want to police because the way I, I don't play? want you to have fun? I want you to. That's, I want you to yeah. experience a sterile hard sci-fi story. You and Todd Howard. That's yeah. Personally, that's why Todd and I don't want lunch. Don't want me to have no, fun. No, I. I find my favorite science fiction stories are stories that are like humanity striking out and and exploring and then they stumble upon something really um just like beyond human comprehension and you know the the like you know things like returnal Mm -hmm. are a good example of this things like prometheus the 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 ridley scott movie are are examples of this 
um, you know, 2001 A Space Odyssey. So to me, the fact that this game looks like it's clearly there's an alien thing going on because they showed stuff that was like, oh, yeah. you're in alien I mean, they, and stuff. That is, they showed the Roshar planet, Stormlight planet with the big crabs. So, Well, and then, yeah, having monsters was really cool with the alien monsters. So I'm totally in for what they're selling. Part of the reason I don't like Mass Effect is because I think it's... It's very deflating. The The storytelling of um, Star Trek being the only exception to this, really. The concept of, like, humanity finally makes it to space and then finds out that there's a big interstellar community and all the aliens have already figured all the shit out. And so now humans are there is kind of like, oh, so then there's going to be a com- some big cosmic enemy that they all have to figure out together. And I mean, I don't even think, just... it, like, yeah, the cosmic enemy stuff, like, aside, like, I... I don't mind, and I prefer that the humans aren't, like, central to the operation, because I just, you know, I don't like, I think it's weird and, like, uh, narcissistic, basically, to be like, oh, we're humans, we're so great, and we'd be so important in the galactic scheme of things, and whatever, and so, well, when, when there's stuff like Mass Effect, and Mass Effect ends up going into this direction where humans become very important, and... Oh, the shepherd and all that stuff. But the idea of like, oh, there's a council and like humans are like having to fight to get onto it and stuff like that is more interesting to me than anything I think with like where humans the, are the only uh, presence. Yeah, I get I get why why you're saying that. I think for me, my interest in sci-fi largely comes from a desire to have us to 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 like do real space exploration or at least read about it and so it's less to me about like just i I would actually prefer to turn to like a fantasy setting for the kind of story that you're describing that's where that stuff is more interesting to me for for me science fiction we know that at least on a on a local space the kind of range of of solar systems that Starfield is talking about. We know that we would be the people because if there were alien races with a council out there, we would have figured it out by now. Like we observe space in such a way that there would not be intergalactic politics happening without us knowing about it. Maybe on the other end of the universe. Yeah. Like we can only see so far, but in the kind of like, context that starfield is exploring the kind of space that starfield is exploring we know that there's weird stuff we can't explain that happens in certain areas but we're we can be pretty sure that there's no alien councils in 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 range of you know the space we can see so for me the 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 premise of starfield being no, humanity is exploring these hundred solar systems or whatever is mm-hmm. a lot more exciting. And the idea of, and we're finding weird shit that we can't explain. Yeah, but we're not finding, you know, not alien finding a Promethean frozen underground. Or maybe <laughs> you know, we are hybrid. finding a Promethean frozen underground, but we're not doing it alongside. Yeah, four different alien races oh. that we've teamed up with. I, it, it works for me, but I can see what you're yeah. saying too. I, it's, it's just a, pre, it's just, yeah, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's totally, it's, and a, I think it's a taste thing. Part of, part of why I'm so excited about this game and was so excited about the, 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 the way that the narrative looks structured in the trailer is because mass effect has become such a huge part of the sci-fi video game landscape. And I just, don't connect with it the way that everybody else does 
so to 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 get a um something i mean and destiny is another example when i do kind of connect I, I connect more with destiny than i do with mass effect for sure but i'm i've always wanted like the interstellar of video games sure. um and so the fact that this looks closer to that is is was just really exciting and encouraging to me mm-hmm. um like for example, I think No Man's Sky is a very cool game. The thing that bugs me the most about No Man's Sky is I dock at a space station and there's all these really cool aliens and I can't fucking talk to any of them. Yeah. And I know that part of the game is uncovering their languages and stuff, but it's like the game feels dead to me. It doesn't feel like there's any like Yeah, totally. The, the there's no personality there really because all these aliens are just like blank stare at you and yeah. you can't communicate with them. So, um the fact that this game looks like it blends those ideas of exploration and discovery so much with a cast of characters that are, you know, maybe not super um, stylized, but uh, like actually there and people you can yeah. talk to and have conversations with is, is, is cool. But I just want to make space Garfield. I mean, you can, there's games where you can do that. Not in, not in this one, which is uh, no. some bullshit. But you know, I'll I'll take it up with Todd. I'll send an email. Give him a call. Yeah, yeah. From what I hear, he's a you know. Oh, such I'm, a I'm huge sure dick. he's got he's got yeah. time. He can he yeah. can address it. He'll you know the game got delayed. He, they can add in they can add in a Garfield uh, body type. It's, you know. I have breaking news. One of my friends just said. Nobody told me Destiny Two is just Destiny. I'm big in on this. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> sure. Well, uh, this week there were all, two other major events, I would say, or somewhat major, uh, at least of relevance to our interests. One of those being uh, Capcom is showcasing their kind of slate of games coming up. They had uh, mon- showed some stuff from Monster Hunter Sunbreak, which, hey, that looks cool. Looks like more Monster Hunter Rise. That's good. Yep. I'm still waiting on World Two. They showed more Exo Primal, which I don't. I don't. That game does not look appealing to me at all. Yeah. Uh, there's that's their dinosaur game, it. but. <laughs> it- I'm, I'm an arc. I'm an arc guy. That's <laughs> where I'll get my I, dinosaurs. No, I'm Dino Crisis, baby. Come on, bring it on. Uh, and they showed some more Resident Evil Four remake, but still not that much. But they made it sound like they're doing what they did with Resident Evil Two remake and updating, kind of mechanically, and trying to stay true to the story, but also updating where maybe it needs some updates mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so you know we'll see how that goes and they <laughs> I don't know why they did this I don't know what they were thinking who was in charge of this uh, recently was the 10th anniversary of Dragon's Dogma and they went through they showed the game they showed the anime they talked about the books the manga and they said, tune in on the 16th to hear more about Dragon's Dogma. It's like, why? Why not now? <laughs> it turns out 
I didn't watch the the stream on the 16th, but turns out Dragon's Dogma 2 is officially in development. All they showed was a logo and a guy saying, it's in development. Yeah. But, <laughs> hey, that's good. That's good. Why, did, why did they wait for the 16th? Who knows? Why? Who knows? I... T- I maintain that there's got to that there's got to be some kind of like deal that was done. Like there has to be something. Like th- I'm not saying it is this, but it's like they they're using a middleware, and the check had to clear for it Maybe. or something before they could <laughs> announce the game because of some clause in the con. Like it's got to be something like that. Maybe, yeah, very. But why not just delay the rest of the, the showcase so you could do everything at once? Like it's. <laughs> Maybe it was Keeley. Maybe he was like, "You have to be. You have to show this stuff in this time frame, or." I'll end you, Capcom. But, but then they do two streams. I don't, I don't know. Well, because that, that Dragon's Dogma stream was dur- like about the same time as the Final Fantasy stream. Um, Maybe they were like, fuck which, Square. Yeah, we're, we're doing... <laughs> we know what the people want. They want Dragon's <laughs> yeah. Dogma. <laughs> uh, and then they talked about Resident Evil. Uh, more Resident Evil stuff. Uh Resident Evil 7, 2, and 3 got their next-gen updates. Ray tracing, high frame rate on new consoles, PS5, the Xbox One, and PC. There's some backlash because the PC updates raised the minimum specs and also broke a bunch of mods. Mm -hmm. And then, but very quickly, Capcom's like, oh, you're right. We messed up. Sorry. And reverted. And so you can have the updated version or you can have the old version which is not updated cool. and doesn't raise the minimum specs. Uh, so that's good. Maybe I'll go back and play another couple runs of Resident Evil Remake 2, Resident Evil 2 Remake, because that game is so fucking good. Uh, Resident Evil Village finally got the DLC revealed. You'll be playing as Rose. Is it Rose? Yeah, Rose. The Yeah. Mm-hmm. Daughters thing. Playing in the future, twenty years from the events cool. or whatever it is, um, that's, and that's it's way cooler than I would have expected. It, it the DLC. Sounds, I would have thought it would have been some weird side story. It sounds wild. Uh, I yeah, don't know if you. Uh, it's. I haven't looked into it that much, but it, it uh, is. I'm excited. the The description is buck wild. There's some updates to the mercenaries mode. You can play as Heisenberg, Chris, or as Lady D, Lady Dimitrescu. Very cool. Uh, and when you play as Lady Dimitrescu, she's that tall, and she is just like picking people up and slamming them down. Uh, yep. It's I should man, I should play some of that because I it's fine. Haven't it's and then uh, the third person mode for Resident Evil Village for the story mode, which you can play after you beat the game. You can go back through in third person. Like mm-hmm. it's cool. Like the other uh, Resident Evil Two remake or Three remake, which okay, sure, why not? Uh, so now oh, Ethan Jesus, actually has. I'm a face, reading I guess. this description of this uh-huh, DLC. Uh huh. And... Yeah. Wow. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. It is. They really be... did just. They. It's. It is one of the strangest things that has ever happened to me narratively that I went from not giving any of a shit about Resident Evil really because it was always like. I don't know. I don't like that it's all just virus stuff. And then the retconning that they did for the whole series with Resident Evil Village was like, nope, now it's a Lovecraft story. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> it's it's Lovecraft all the yeah, way down now. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> just like, okay, now I'm in on all of it. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so that was the Capcom event. 
And then uh, the last event, uh, at least that I'm aware of, last one I checked in on, was the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary event where they showed a couple couple games, multiple games, which, of course, it's Final Fantasy VII. There's always a Final Fantasy VII game in development. There was a mobile game that not the first care. soldier. It was it's like a re it's like Final Fantasy VII, but mobile. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, Final yeah, Fantasy whatever. First I mean, Soldier I totally see them. get like some new classes and stuff. Who cares? There, there's a they could make an abridged version of Final Fantasy VII that has turn based combat that uses assets from remake, mm-hmm. and that would make total sense to me. And release it like do it the way they did the Kingdom Hearts mobile game where like it came out over time. Just do that with Final Fantasy VII. It totally makes sense to me. What uh, what, what is the what is this game called? Uh, no, ever ever cry no ever crisis. A new episodic single player mobile game that will allow players to experience the world of Final Fantasy VII and its connected stories, including that of the original Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, this this looks like uh totally. I looking at this, this is exactly what i would think it would be yeah i have no interest whatsoever in this but you know what yeah uh, go for it so yeah people love final fantasy 7 uh remake final fantasy 7 remake integrated now on steam uh, as of i know i almost i want i almost bought it i think it'll play like better on my ps5 probably yeah but i could play it on steam deck yeah i mean that is and that they showed they showed it on the stream they showed it on steam deck i know but i'm not doing it that was how they announced it was on steam it's like hey it's on the steam deck i'm i i'm i will play integrate at some point Mm -hmm. i don't want to play it right now Mm -hmm. there's no reason for me to buy it right now yeah Mostly, I just really like Final Fantasy VII Remake. So when I opened yep. Steam and it had the big banner it's, at the top, got I was cloud like, staring oh, you down. <laughs> and and I clicked on the page and saw that it was on sale for twenty percent off or whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, I could just buy it now, but <laughs> no. Well, I'll buy it in can, the holiday sale or something. You can it's even more off. Spend that Final Fantasy VII Remake money on Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion. Hell yeah, which will come out uh, this winter. Cool. Um, they're a full remaster of the PSP original and brings the game and its unforgettable story up to date for modern platforms. Uh, that game was a really key link in the chain of Final Fantasy VII's combat system turning into kind of what it was, mm. um, or remakes combat mm. system. Like Crisis Core is like an action game. Yeah, it's not quite as smooth as Seven Remake, but uh, I think it'll play pretty good. It, it won't be quite that that good, but. It'll be worth playing. I think it'll be fun. It's mm. a good game. Uh, and it, it does look, from the trailer, it looks a little, like, lower fidelity than, like, a remake. So it, it does seem like they're, this is not, like, as high budget. It, they're just kind of doing, it, it is a step up from a PSP game, but it's not, it doesn't look like Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, total quality wise. Or... Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, the uh, second installment in the Final Fantasy VII Remake trilogy, which they also announced. Uh, they have not returned the, so the cool. third game, but yeah, I am very excited. Uh, this will be coming next year uh, in the winter, mm-hmm. or I guess it could be coming 2024 to the uh, winter 
spans that time. They appear to be leaning fully into the what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. here yeah. angle of Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I And if you haven't played tell. Final Fantasy VII by now and you watch this trailer, you'd be like, what, what the fuck? Who? What? What's going on? Uh, but also, I think you could watch this trailer and just be enticed to play yes oh yes absolutely no no but Uh, i think it it does raise some questions if you've not played it uh it does if you have too yes (laughs) yes but in a good way uh like i am yeah it's cool i am very excited and it seems like they're taking it in a smart direction i think that the the folks at marvel studios should look at this trailer because Mm -hmm. this trailer is like oh baby i want to play this this looks interesting and it does not like show you the whole game it does not show it does not make you feel like you came away wishing you hadn't watched it it's just like no this is just a good tease for it, what's gonna it be is in that game very effective i don't need to see anything else about this game oh yeah totally i, I, mean, I didn't even need to see this i was gonna no, play it but the, but this was a nice like ooh, i got me mm-hmm. you know rustled my jimmies there was a there was a small part of me that was worried that after all the crazy shit that happens in remake they were just going to play it really straight for the rest of it, mm-hmm. which would have been really disappointing because Square is good at disappointing people. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why I was worried that they were going to drop the ball, but it seems like they won't. So as as long as the story is interesting, I don't care if it turns into a complete mess. I just want it to be interesting. That, that would be, yeah, that would be interesting in and of itself. So yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, it'll be uh, part of me was wondering, like, is cr- the Crisis Core reunion stuff going to tie into it somehow? And, like, would they, would it be, like, a remake in somewhat of the same way? Probably not as ridiculous or, like, as over the top. But if they, I don't know, they could they could make it so it kind of ties in somehow based on that trailer and based on what we saw at the end of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I think I played Crisis Core. Was there? I, I played Crisis Core. I will admit Core. I that I didn't. Anything. I, I didn't finish it. it, but I liked what I played of it. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, you learn a lot about Zach in Crisis Core. And it seems like you'll he's need the, to know about Zach when you play Final Fantasy yes. Seven Rebirth. Yes. Uh, I think it's. I I would advise people to perhaps. If they are invested in the narrative of Final Fantasy VII Remake, I think Crisis Core Remake or whatever. Reunion. Remaster, Reunion is going to be important. Because I also bet that while it sounds like it's less of a remake and more of a up-res, like a, a remaster, I would bet that the story will be massaged in such a way I, to I make it so. slot in with <laughs> Final Fantasy that, VII Remake and Rebirth. I would, I would be shocked if it wasn't. Uh, yes. And... Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It will. I'm sure it will. I'm sure. I mean, already Crisis Core took liberties with the Final Fantasy VII story to make its thing work. Um, and re- remake, Final Fantasy VII Remake is clearly leaning on some narrative stuff from Crisis Core because of the way that yeah. that game ends. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and my my question for you. So they said the first game, Final Fantasy VII Remake. The second game, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. The third game in this trilogy. What do you think will be the subtitle? 
they can't do rebuild, right? Because they, well, no, they could. That's an Ava thing. Yeah. They could do rebuild. I could see that. Okay. They could yeah. do um, revengeance. Reloaded. You play reloaded. You play as Vincent. Whole game. That's it. It's it's they, a, it's a boomer shooter where you play as Vincent. <laughs> oh my uh, god. Um, okay, so not revengeance. Uh, Returnal. I, I don't. They're not going to no, do revengeance. Those... That's that's only Metal Gear Solid. They're not going mean, to make Returnal's up a, a word. Game too. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, I think Rebuild Ratchet and Clank. The retro. I would have said like something like reintegrated, but they did integrate. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. yeah. Ah. Revolution. What was the what was the new oh, matrix? No, no. Resolution. Resolution. Final Fantasy VII Resolution. Okay. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. I. Maybe. Or it'll be something so, like a Final long. Fantasy Seven. It'll be something like Final Fantasy Seven Neon or something that just totally doesn't make any fucking sense at all and isn't uh-huh, even uh-huh. He isn't even doing the same thing with the re. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. But yeah, I, I'm just excited to have that to look forward to, even though I know it's like over a year away. Hey, but look, when Final Fantasy Seven Remake came out, we were all dreading like this is going to take them ten years to finish. Mm-hmm. Seems like. If Rebirth is coming out in 2024, maybe we'll actually see this story wrapped up. And like, they committed to in, in before it was or less years. We don't know how many games this is going to be. Exactly. Now it's, yeah. This is three games, uh, which that's good. Yeah. And yep. like gives like the okay. Well, now it's too early to say we don't know where the story is going to go. But when we get to the end of Final Fantasy Rebirth, we can say okay. We can kind of maybe start to puzzle out where where things might go at the end, even though we'll probably have no way of actually knowing. But that's okay. I anticipate that it's going to have a a. It's going to end. The events are going to be similar to what happens in the original Final Fantasy VII. However, there is going to be some fucking like whoa thing where now it's all it all goes sideways. Deus Ex Machina near the end. I mean, we've already gotten sort of, we've already gotten the moon, but in a good so. way. Yeah, uh, yeah, it'll be something like that. I think that we're going to get those mm-hmm. moments yeah. in each of the games where it's like most of the events are the same, and then there's something that happens where you're like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. And I bet once the game, once the the three are finished, it's still going to be like, "What the fuck?" And we're going to have to like puzzle out a lot yeah. of stuff. Yeah, there, uh-huh. which is fine. That's what I want. Yeah, that's what I want. I don't want all the answers. No, absolutely not. I just want to, yeah, it, it's going to be a good time, and I can't believe I'm excited for a Final Fantasy VII game. <laughs> I'm excited for three Final Fantasy yeah, VII yeah, games multiple, right multiple now. Final Fantasy VII games, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe next year for Dirge of Cerberus. They should, they should. The Dirge of Cerberus, Cerberus was shown on the stream. Oh, cool. I, because it was, like, acknowledging, like, all the Final Fantasy VII. Oh, actually... Sure, because you remake, you, you up-res Crisis Core, whatever, you remaster Crisis Core before Rebirth, and then you do Dirge of Cerberus before yeah. the final one. That's out of order of the order they came out in. Dirge of Cerberus was before Crisis yeah. Core, but who cares? Like, they yeah, they uh, can totally do whatever they uh, want. Vincent hasn't shown up yet, so 
Well, he should show up in Rebirth, theoretically. That do you hope. But it wouldn't make sense for new players for him to show up in a game this exactly. winter. Exactly. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, none of it's going to make sense, but... That's... Now, now. <laughs> this... 90% of the events of Final Fantasy VII Remake make sense. Sure. Yeah, that's... Yes, no, they do. Uh, but the the whole the the whole thing they're doing is just like okay sure i guess you could do that i guess if someone gave you the money to do it sure go ahead but i people were disappointed that it's not on xbox which totally understandable uh crisis core will be on xbox and like on everything so i i wonder if like i wonder when this exclusivity is going to like wind down and will these future games be on other consoles and pc at launch or sony exclusive i don't think it was mentioned at all in the trailer so uh uh, next winter on ps5 according to this story according to squareenixgames.com so never mind uh yeah well uh that is how we're gonna wrap up we went long again today. We were we were doing some short podcasts before Pat, and then I know. Summer Games Fest. Just, well, video games yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. video games. Don't happened. worry, don't worry. Video games are going to stop happening. Yeah, soon. It's any Although, any day now. I'm. Uh, I am uh, hot as fuck to play Neon White. I, Holy yep. shit! Mm-hmm. Uh, I am. I've probably just gonna get grab that game and i don't i don't know it sounds so good <laughs> uh from what i've been hearing from people yeah so, I, I don't know i didn't even realize it was coming out yet and then suddenly oh it's out oh fuck okay yes. uh so i, I, did, did, I was waiting till the end of the show to say i want to play some neon white but it sounds like you know hardcore super fast paced first person shooting with interesting mechanics and then also an actually pretty good anime homage story that is like horny in the right ways. Like <laughs> sign me the fuck up. The review, the, the steam review that I saw that was like, I should just borrow this game. Uh, was somebody said straightest man alive experienced the joys of homoerotic subtext. <laughs> and that is, that is like, I, I, that is ex- exactly the kind of stuff <laughs> anime narrative stuff that i enjoy so okay well uh maybe we'll hear about that next week yeah i'm probably gonna pick it up and play some of it right. it's not i'm not i don't i got a lot of destiny to do so mm-hmm. this is not me abandoning destiny for neon white but i i do want to play some of it seems like a good jump in play it for a half hour and jump out game too maybe yeah uh well now you're gonna if you play it, then I'm going to want to play it, and this is just no good because I don't have the money. We're both going to like it, too. Oh, yeah. I just don't have Look, the money. Look, man, for it right I now. had to buy $260 in tires that I was not expecting to yesterday, so I it's, feel you. Yeah, it's <laughs> money, right? It's just oof. Thankfully, it's only 20 bucks, so it's not. Uh, yeah. It's if, not. It, if, it, if, it were a, if it were a $60 game, it would, oh, yeah. not be, would not be buying it. But Absolutely. But hey, uh, I thought it was on Steam Next Fest. I thought that's why people were talking about it, but no. Nope, it's uh, just out. Well, good for Ben Esposito. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see what he did with it too, because I liked Donut County, but I didn't love Donut County, and um, 
this looks like a game that I could maybe love. So, yeah. Well, good job to you, the listener, for making it through episode 227 of the Gaming Fix podcast on June 18th, 2022. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Fix Podcasts. You can send us an email to gaming at fix.space with your thoughts on the Final Fantasy VII remake and why it is very good. And that's all we want to hear about it. And your theories on how Crisis Core Reunion will or will not tie into the remake. And Pat, where can people find you? You can find me at PJC Plays on Twitter. Great. And you can find me in Savathun's Throne World at C O O L S L 4 W. Killing Hive. And, and you know, the, the, this is it. It's my last thing I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. It's a real big fuck you that they took out Forsaken and put Scorned in mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. <laughs> expansion. <laughs> eh, you know. It's uh, good. It is. It, it, it is it what it is. Laugh. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CoolSlaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Gaming Fix podcast. Stay wet, gamers.